Are you ready? Are you really ready? Can you dig it? Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. Can you happening? happening? murder which is sweeping the eastern third of the nation is being committed by creatures who feast upon the flesh of their victims. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Hail to the king, baby. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 52 of Mana Screwed. I am Tangent. With me once again is Charlotte. Yo. And we also have Chris joining us today. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. <laughs> Very nice. So uh, we have a uh, multitude of topics to discuss today. And even though Roberto is not with us, he has sent his opinions along because he really has a huge ego and he wants us to share all of his opinions. So we will also be reading verbatim his uh, what what he thinks. So... Uh, anyway, we also have some information from Charlotte's trip to SCG Baltimore, and it should be a good show. Uh, it should? Yeah. Of course, it's got us on it. Right, right exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, of course. I mean... So, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. It goes without saying. All right. We, um, we'll, we'll just go ahead and jump right into the topics here because, I, as you know, I'm rushed today and it's 4th of July weekend and everyone wants to get out there and enjoy it. So the topic number one is standard is a new world without Jace 2.0 and Stoneforge Mystic. What decks are you playing or experimenting with? And we'll go ahead and start with, uh, Charlotte. Uh, well, honestly, um, because the window before M12 is so short, and because I don't really get a whole lot of chance to play and nothing really inspired me, I'm just taking a pass until M12 comes out, or, you know, I'm starting to brew with M12 cards. But okay, okay. For the current, current standard, I'll, I'm not really doing anything, and I'll talk about the ideas I have when we get to the M12 previews. Okay. All right. Chris? I may or may not have built a deck that may or may not run the Xenograph Turn Timber Ranger combo and the Malira... Uh, Edge champion, Edge monstrosity combo, and it, it was having some fairly hilarious games on Moto, but I don't think his tournament viable. Uh, <laughs> Mono Blue Architect is really fun right now. Okay, well that's cool. And is it fair? Is it fairly successful right now? Have you been playing much of it? I've or? been playing a lot of it. It's going to get even better when Quicksilver Amulet comes back with M12. Oh, okay. Uh, but right now, it turn four Worm Coil is not easy to deal with. No, no, that's pretty awesome. And it's even less easy when you go turn for a worm coil and then turn for another worm coil as well because you copy it with Metamorph, so... Yeah, that's pretty good. Seems all right. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's it's good. That's awesome. Okay, so Roberto says uh, blue-black control with Grave Titan and Volition Reigns, a lot like at Worlds that Paulo played. And as far as me, um, I'm still playing with the same things I was playing, regardless of Jace 2.0 or Stoneforge Mystic. Um, I'm playing, I've got an Elves build, I've got a Koldatha build, I have uh, Vampires, uh, and I even have the Soul Sisters combo build. And yeah, so anyway, um, moving on. Topic number I hear Elves are good. Yeah, yeah, I know, kind of amazing after I got beat down on one of the shows that uh, elves actually didn't do too bad. But, they, but they're elves, man. It's elves. Elf decks are lame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before I have to kick you off the show, we're going to move on to topic number two. <laughs> uh, the Sorry. M12 pre-release is next weekend. What are some of the cards you like? And we'll start with Chris this time. Uh, I love the new Planeswalkers, all three of them. Chandra, Garut, and and Jace. I think all three are going to be $30 or so. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, sorry. That just came out. <laughs> the um, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in here that doesn't really excite me, but should. There's a lot of stuff built for uh, for Johnny's and Timmy's. I mean, that new Hydra that doubles its size every turn. 
Right. Yeah, the hydras usually are. Primordial hydra. Yeah, that seems pretty decent, but it, it's it's still way too expensive. I mean, grim lava mancer, of course, but most people will already have a play set of those. Yeah. Right. Okay. So so uh, Charlotte. Uh, honestly, I, the card I'm most excited about is Chandra, just because the new Chandra is just amazing. Just lots and lots of fun possibilities. I mean, plus the plus, you know, it's a splashable planeswalker, which is just an amazing thing because it's the first time we've had it, right? I mean, every, all the other ones have either been double colored or multicolored, and you know, can't really splash that stuff. Um, but I mean, Chandra just because you, you can do so many just ridiculous things with her. I mean, like the deck I want to build. I mean, just picture this. You know, you, you play down Chandra, you know, you ping your opponent with her plus one, whatever. You play her down on, like, say, turn three, because you have, like, a Sphere of the Suns or something. Anyway, turn right. four, you lay down, you know, another land, so you have five mana, you tap out, you play, you, you use her minus two to copy the next spell, you play Geosurge, so you copy the Geosurge, you know, have 15 mana, you cast Emrakul. Bam. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, that, how, how is that not amazing and fun? <laughs> Seems turn four, four hardcast Emrakul? Sure, yeah, I'll take my extra turn and win now. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I don't know, I just, I just really like her. Plus, the art is fantastic, and, you know, it's an actual tournament viable Chandra, which is something we haven't seen before. I, I mean, girl needs a break, so... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I, that's cool. Every, every other... Like, every other Planeswalker has had at least one version that's been in tournament decks, even if marginally, like Liliana or whatever. But, I mean, right. Chandra's, Chandra's gotten the shaft. I mean, her original version was decent. You know, Ablaze just was terrible, and even Wizards admits it was a mistake and a misfire. You know, but now there's actually one that's definitely going to see some tournament play, so that's good. Ablaze was a good card if it had cost five. Sure, or four, or... Well, or four, she would have been... Just if it had been, like, two, then it would definitely be good. I mean, even one <laughs> would have been, been pretty in, good. Or if it had been in, like, a, a Colors Mattered set, or a, you know, or right. a hybrid mana set, or something like that. But she was just in the wrong sort of set. Right. Yeah. And the wrong cost. Okay, so Roberto says, uh, Lewis gave us the new card with... <laughs> He, rather than put the actual card name, he uh, he gave us Visions of Beyond is what he's trying to say. And he said, which I believe Innistrad could be the graveyard set I've been looking forward to. So I guess yeah. he's, he's saying that that card's going to be good. Well, Whereas, I mean, it's decent anyway. It, it cycles, it's an instant, and it cycles at the very least. And then late game, it's Ancestral. I mean, I'm, come on, Ancestral's totally a fair card, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, here's the thing. Well, first of all, I would say uh, you can listen to my report on that card on Public Enemies, number <laughs> number four, which will be out probably Monday. But, uh, so pubic, pubic Enemas? Is right, that Pubic Enemas. And uh, <laughs> so you can check that out. And, and I would have to say I totally disagree. I think we all did, actually. That that card, it's like it's the card that everyone wants to see that never really works the way people want it to. The only deck that's going to be effective in, aside from maybe EDH, is is a mill deck. And I don't want to rehash exactly what I said on there because people are just going to think I'm repeating myself. Uh, but I just I don't see that card as being all that great. But I do I do like the Chandra a lot. The Garrick is okay, but not as good as the previous Garrick, in my opinion. And uh, I would say that the that the Jace is freaking horrible because mill is still mill and at least for three months mill is still going to be pretty much an impossibility because everyone will have sideboard hate for it so right. and then so that's fine i'm going to pick up my jaces while they're cheaper and then you know when innistrad comes out and he goes up to you know 60 dollars, i'll be happy yeah if he does <laughs> but i think he's probably going to be around 15 but yeah, we'll see. Whatever works. I don't know. No, I, I, I'm, I'm I like him, but I've always liked Mill. So yeah, and I've always hated Mill. Well, <laughs> so, you so. suck then. What? Oh yeah, just like you and elves, huh? All right. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to topic three here. I don't really right. necessarily. I told you basically those are the cards that I'm interested in. I don't really have a whole lot of opinion on the set yet. But uh, topic three: Nationals is coming, and some of the pros take it seriously. Others don't. Do you feel that they should? That they should for pride of the USA. I think no. you're asking the wrong hosts because you know no. you're the American here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but in general, I mean, I think pros should probably 
take um, nationals a bit more seriously in general. I mean, I know a lot of them are already qualified for worlds on rating or on pro points or however that all works. But, um, you know, the fact is, if you're, you you should, I mean, if they're not going to take it seriously, then they probably just shouldn't show up, you know. Um, in general, I would say that, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you want to take it seriously and go support your country, that's great. I don't think people should show up, play, make the national team, and then just, you know, act like it's not a big deal or whatever. Okay. I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, if you're going to go to nationals and play at nationals, realize that you're competing, you know, to be on the national team at Worlds, right? You're not just, you know, be, being on the national team is important, and, I mean, a lot of players who aren't pros would, would obviously kill for that opportunity, right? Right, so, exactly. And, uh, Chris, did you have an opinion on it, other than the fact that, you know, we shouldn't have pride for America? No, I, I, <laughs> I think you should have pride. I just think that Team America should give up right now, because... Canada's clearly going to win. We have KYT. Um, <laughs> right, right. That's what I was <laughs> no, thinking, too. This bothers me, though, because Magic is becoming like a lot of the other professional sports where players don't care about playing for their country because it actually hinders them from making money. Uh, people, like, if you look at the NBA, people would rather play, would not, rather not go to the Olympics or the World Championships because they might get injured and then that would jeopardize their career in the NBA. So they lose out. It's the same here with Magic. Like the, the, the pro players, if they go to Nationals, they stand to lose so many ratings points playing against a scrub who, uh, who beats them because of mana screw and a god draw that they don't want to take that risk. They're already qualified for Worlds because they're pros or whatever, so they don't need to worry about Nationals. They don't right. care. And that's why the U.S. national team, which should be the best in the world, I mean, you know, Nelson, LSV, Chapin, uh, hmm, who's going to beat yeah. that? Well, I mean, considering they have the be- you know the the vast majority of the pro players in the world, sure. But yeah, no. But the fact is, they don't go, and so the pro team is usually not very good for this for the states, and you know, whatever. But I mean, that gives other countries a better shot, which is good. Okay. But, I mean, it's probably embarrassing for the states. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it is in in a sense. the The fact of the matter is, is like we. We do that with just about everything, so it doesn't seem real surprising that we do it with this. I wonder if it's a ratings thing, like you were saying, or if it's if it's just that they just don't care because they don't have to care. I don't even know that it's ratings, but some of them do like to just have fun. So it could it, the ratings could have something to do with it, which is totally another topic. People complain about the rating system all the time, so hopefully Wizards at some point in time does something about that. Uh, Roberto says it's complicated due to the fact it happens at the same time of Worlds and it can interfere with the process of attempting to win Worlds. But last year it got Matignon. Pronounce his name. Yeah, thank you. Matignon. Yes. I just just can't say it written the way that is. A chance to tie for Player of the Year due to the bonus points of Worlds. I say go for it. So I'm not sure if that really answered the question or what that was exactly, but... Way to go, Roberto. Sounds good. I think, I think one thing that's important to mention here is that Worlds really ha- there's no real reason for people to care about U.S. nationals or, or making the team. If you don't feel that pride of representing your country and taking one home, then there's nothing extra to it that makes you want to get that. Like, if it was all expenses paid trip to Worlds or, you know, there was more money in it if you're on your national team, then it would make a difference. But all it is is really bragging rights. And they get enough bragging rights from winning ridiculous numbers of tournaments. So Right, exactly. So it's really not... There's there's not a lot of incentive other than just pride, right? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we'll move on here. Roberto has a series of interviews coming for the Men of Magic, including LSV and Brad Nelson. What he is looking for is questions that you would like answered from LSV or Brad. Charlotte, do you have anything? Um, yeah, well, again, I brought this up on the last episode I was on, I think, or one of the episodes I was on. Okay. Um, I mean, the fact is, Brad Nelson, I mean, obviously he had a fantastic year last year, player of the year, you know, all that, really great success. And then this year has not been so good for him, right? He, he's been not doing well. He hasn't having having good finishes, you know, just et cetera. Um, and the one thing that I've thought is that, you know, like, I mean, the fact that, you know, the whole team channel fireball was 
has been doing really well and seems to put up consistently good showings and obviously has a really good team dynamic to it. And the fact that Brad Nelson, you know, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was like early this year or late last year, whatever, he switched from, you know, Channel Fireball to SCG. You know, I'm wondering if the fact that he's no longer on that team that he was used to working with and used to, you know, playtesting with, etc. I mean, not that the SCG team is by any means not good, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like SCG doesn't have as cohesive of a single team as uh, Channel Fireball did. So, I mean, I'd like to ask him if he feels that that's made a difference in his performances or if it's just, you know, more related to the pressure from being player of the year or... What? Um, as for something to ask LSV, um, I don't know. I mean, LSV is awesome, and I'm sure Robert can think of many, many good questions. <laughs> All right. So, well, I did, I did want to say this in response to your or what you said about Brad Nelson. As far as I know, um, he still play tests with that group. Um, the fact that he works for Star City Games doesn't keep him from playing with the same people that he did before. And I know that Star City Games and Channel Fireball people practice together all the time. Okay, well, I, I wasn't I, sure what the difference was. or Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty that sure that might have made some sort of change, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I may be wrong that he, he maybe he doesn't by choice or something, but I know that he, um, that usually they still, I mean, they still okay, practice sure. and play test together. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, no, that's good to know. I was under a faulty assumption then. Okay. Uh, Chris. The, the, I think I'd want to ask Brad Nelson what, to what he contributes his slump this year. Uh, you got to ask the tough questions, Roberto. Be a man. Grow a set. Stop throwing the sharp <laughs> softballs, man. Uh, ask him about the epic beard that, that's definitely required. And if he enjoyed being the werewolf to Guillaume's vampire. I think that that needs to be asked as well. Uh, as for LSV, uh, at least three gruesome encore questions are required. Okay. Other than that, um, I mean, like, why you no lose? Seems like a good question. That <laughs> is ridiculous. Okay, what I would what I would ask LSV is, what does it feel like to go on this miraculous, like, basically world record run in an event just to lose at the very end? That's what I would want to know. Like, what did that moment feel like when you just get stomped in the face right at the very end of this insanely amazing tournament performance? Um, but no, I love LSV. I love Brad Nelson. They're they're both cool. Uh, I have some uh, other comments about about them, but that's about it for right there. Uh, your favorite podcast that you are not on is topic number five. So. Favorite podcast you're not on, Chris? Uh, Are you not on any podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this might be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. He's on every podcast. Yeah, exactly. And the ones, yeah, okay. So it's, we'll, we'll it's just a tie skip. between okay. limited resources and A team, which neither of which I've been on yet. Both of which I have to be on soon. It's that simple. <laughs> okay, Charlotte. Oh, uh, let's see. My do you my listen to podcasts? podcasts? Yeah. Okay. No, I was just asking. I I, I didn't yeah. want to make an assumption. I don't listen to I don't listen to many, but right. I, I listen to a few. Uh, the ones I in JudgeCast, I obviously would love to be on as a judge, and right. I mean they're, uh, you know, they they've said that they'll have me on. They've just been kind of erratic with their recording lately, and you know, hard to coordinate. But I love the guys, and they're awesome, and they need to make more podcasts with or without me. <laughs> Um, otherwise, I'd love to be on YoMTG Taps. That would be pretty cool. Um, and I love their cast as well. Um, just Joey and Joe have just a great chemistry, and it's a really entertaining cast. And again, I don't listen to too many, but that's one I, I consistently enjoy. And they consistently have like good quality guests on. I mean, obviously because they're on, you know, Star City, they could probably have a bit more clout that way. But whatever. Those are probably my top two that I'm not on. I mean, I love the EA team and stuff. I don't listen to that as much as I used to. So. Okay, cool. And Roberto... <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> Roberto <laughs> says, The mana pool between the natural chemistry and humor, it makes two-plus hours go by in minutes. Uh, yeah, I would disagree about that part of it, but I do agree the mana <laughs> pool is good. Um, the... 
my my shows would be MTG Explosion is my favorite show that no one listens to. It's 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 hilarious, and even though they only have like four shows and they come out once every millennia, it's just funny. It's a nice change of pace. Um, so I would go with that. The A Team, of course. Whores in Motion, in spite of the fact that they still haven't had me on, even though I was supposed to be on there before. And, uh, you know, but that's, I'll mostly blame the host of that. And then, let's see, I would probably throw in their Scrubland, because I think that that's, like, those guys are not very social in the community, but I think they have a very, very good podcast. They don't do anything to promote themselves, but it's it's really solid content. They talk magic the entire time, pretty much, and it's serious talk, and they really evaluate things and put a lot of work into it, so... Who the hell wants to talk about magic all the time when you could have, like, a random moment of geekery segment that invariably results in a penis joke? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's a good point. So, you're right. I don't like Scrubland anymore. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So, okay. Topic six. Have you seen the new coverage for SCG Live? If you have, do you like it? And is there more changes they should make? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start this one off. No. Uh, Roberto's answer. I like it, and the good thing is they give the hosts breaks in between rounds, which all of them... Oh, I'm going to read this verbatim, like I said. They give the hosts breaks in between rounds, which all of them not to have ramble on and on about stuff. So, you can decipher that, as you will. And sure. Charlotte. Uh, well, what what do we mean exactly by the new coverage? Like, what's changed? I mean, I know that they don't have, like, Rashad doing the production anymore, but I mean, is that the only change they're talking about, or have I just been sort of oblivious to other things that have changed? Um, I mean, I don't know. SCG Live is a good product, no matter what. I mean... I know um, that they changed the hosts. I'm not I'm not aware, because like I said, I haven't seen it. So, Chris, yeah, do you they, know? They, 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 shuffle, uh, they shuffle things around a bit with the hosts, but it's still the same core group. They just have a few more pros and Whatever. Um, I mean, I enjoy it. I can. I mean, if I'm not doing anything on a weekend and there's an SCG live event on, I will basically have it on for the whole weekend. But I mean, I don't know. I enjoy it, but I don't think they've changed really that much lately. It's still enjoyable, and I mean, more breaks for hosts during a long day is definitely a good thing. Because, but yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's a good product. It's improving. So cool. Them. All right, Chris. They've got a long way to go. Um, some of the changes they've made are big improvements, but I think it's very telling that the Canadian Magic Tour put on one broadcast, and the video quality and the picture was superior to anything that SCG Live has done yet. Uh, the commentary teams that they've made this year, there seems to be an improvement. I mean, Chapin was really good with Joey Pascoe. The, the thing they have to realize is that just talking about what's going on in the game is dull and boring and nobody wants to hear it, especially if you can see the cards properly. So they need to take a page out of the CMT for that so that they can figure out how to position the lights and angle the camera so they can see the cards properly. And then they need to give the commentators a bit more freedom to talk about what-ifs and maybes and deck strategies and player habits and just cut them loose. Don't be like, oh, he just played an island, and uh, he's got a preordain in hand. Uh, I bet he's going to cast it. Uh, oh, yeah, he preordained, and uh, he shipped one to the bottom. Uh, he probably didn't want that one. <laughs> that's just like, that's the first mistake play-by-play commentators make, is just to regurgitate everything they see. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I, you know, so for one thing, you need to hire me. I will go and do some events for you. Well, we'll uh, put in I, words with the right people there, Chris. I, I well, you know, I mean, I'm sure Evan Owen listens. Oh well, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, and but, I'm sure he listens to the Horrors in Motion, so you can promote yourself on there too. Well, you see, I'm on that many podcasts now that he's bound to listen to something. Probably. Well, maybe if he listens to podcasts at all. Well, we'll move on. Topic number seven. After Marshall from Limited Resources making the Community Cup, what do you think it will take to get some of our hosts, including Roberto? Of course, he added that in there. In next year's cup. And uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, Roberto. In many ways, I think we have we have promote each other on other shows <laughs> to get enough votes to get into next year's cup. 
Personally, I would like to be in it. After listening to Michelle tell her story of Cup. <laughs> so oh, let, let's move on to Chris now. Chris, follow up Roberto's great more. answer. What would it take to get Roberto on there? A fucking miracle. What would it take to get one of our hosts? It's totally possible. We just, I mean, first of all, you're not voted on by the community at large. You're nominated by the community, and then Wizards picks who goes. Right, exactly. Otherwise, it wouldn't be difficult to get a host there at all. The important thing to remember is that this is the MTGO community cup. Exactly. So we have to be more active in promoting Magic Online. Right. And Same being on online. Magic Online, which Roberto doesn't do a lot of, so he'd really have to start playing a lot more online if he seriously wanted to be on there. I mean, I play almost exclusively on there. I play in paper once a week. Yeah. Um, I'm a member of Limited Resources Clan. Yeah. And I, I occasionally even win packs. I, I'm on <laughs> podcasts. I talk up online all the time. I don't expect to make the team. I'm, I play almost exclusively on there, too. I play once a week paper. And, you know, if if there's a big event, I might play more than that. But I do a lot of Magic Online, so uh, I don't I don't think it'll take a lot to get one of our hosts. I think that after Marshall being on there, I think it will be more open to the possibility of podcasters being on there. But sure. I think you know, I think as well, something I, I forgot to mention, not only Marshall being on the team, but now that Ryan is in the MTGO exactly. team. Exactly, yep. The podcasting community on MTGcast is going to have more visibility within Wizards than it's ever had before. Right. Charlotte, did you have an opinion different from... Um, no, no. Honestly, I think we just need to, you know, make podcasting as awesome as it can be and get the word out more and obviously be more involved on Magic Online. I mean, I'm hardly involved. I do the occasional draft when I feel like throwing money away and... Um, you know, I don't play constructed or anything on there, so it's certainly not going to be me. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Topic number eight: Your worst moment in Magic. What happened, and why did it happen? I'll go ahead and start with Charlotte. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> can I go later? <laughs> you can go later, Chris. Sure. Um, I have actually lost a game of Magic to the combination of Dingus Egg, Quicksilver Fountain, and Boil. <laughs> awesome. Okay, no, that sounds awesome, not not terrible. So it's awesome when you do it. It's not so awesome when it happens. To you. <laughs> nice. And and this was in a sanctioned tournament. Wow. I, I had no idea what was going on. Dude drops Quicksilver Fountain. I was playing Red Green Beatdown. This was a, a vintage tournament, but nobody in the t- in town had power, so I was just playing a whole bunch of fast Red Green critters. And he kept turning my lands into islands. I'm like, okay, well, this isn't going to be good. But as soon as that, that all the lands become islands, that effect goes away. So I could just beat him, to beat face then. Right. And he kept turning one of his lands into island and then bouncing it. So it was the same land every turn that was becoming an island. <laughs> and I was just sitting there going, what are you doing? And then he goes, dingus egg, boil, good game. Wow, that's awesome. What? <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> that sounds awesome. That is man. cool. That is very cool. Okay. So that's that's a good story. Um I would say personally mine would be uh, Grand Prix Portland. Just that whole event was the worst that I've ever played. So it was not only did I play badly, I got <clears throat> I got a very subpar pool but I still played that pool horribly and then I so I went uh, 1 3 no maybe it was one, 2 3 but anyway whatever it was I dropped I think it was after round 4 so I think I went 1 3 and then I went I, I was waiting for Ben ride the Thoctar uh, to yeah to finish and he actually made it deep into the end of day 1 he made it to the second to last round, I believe, and so I was just waiting all day long, and I decided to, uh, no, I was 2-3, so I didn't make it five rounds, but he went another four, and so I joined one of the side uh, drafts, and I lost three games in a row on that also. It was a good time, and let's see, Roberto is one win away from making day two at GP Toronto. I was overexcited. My opponent was late, 
and was seconds from a game loss. Then he shows up, sits down, I go on tilt, and he gets Koth off on both games on turn four, and instead of getting day two, I end up 5-3 and start this goofy process of interviewing people, which led me to the men of magic. Maybe that wasn't so bad, but the competitive side always wants to win. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's nice that he, he would have actually gotten in it uh, if he had been six. He said he was one win away, didn't he? So he would have six and two would have gotten him to day two. That would have been sweet. I wish I could say that for any Grand Prix I've ever been to. Um, <clears throat> so we'll move on to topic number nine. Hey, 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 I haven't said mine. I said I'd go later. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you come up with one? Yes, yes, All I right, did. cool. Um, from a playing, I mean, I could talk about judging stuff, but I'm not here to talk about judging stuff. So, okay. Um, from a playing standpoint, uh, probably the second PTQ I ever played in was probably my worst experience. It was an extended PTQ, not this year, but last year. Um, so I was playing, like, uh, Blue-Green Scape Shift, right? And I don't know, my I don't my head was just not with me that day. I ended up like racking up a whole bunch of penalties. But probably just the worst the worst moment of the day. Uh it was round five or so, I think I was jeez, I, I was like two and two, I think. So not so good, but alright. So I go into round five. Um game one, you know, I, I, I play Island ponder, look at my top three cards, and there are my top three cards is a negate, which was only a sideboard card, so I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I forgot to de-sideboard. So I call the judge on myself, and I get the game lost, because whatever, but it's like, ah. Uh. But I mean, I'm go- I, I was going first here, I hadn't seen a single card in my opponent's deck, I had no idea what he was playing, right? So right. I, I, wh- I, what am I going to do, sideboard for nothing? I mean, that's what your main deck is, right? Right, right. Um... So I ended up losing that, you know, so I ended up going in, and so we go to the next game, we start playing, and the opponent's on Dredge, which I had, like, four or five cards in my sideboard for, and, like, I could have been a lot more prepared for the matchup than I was, but he ends up basically dredging out really quickly, and I lose the match in, like, 15 minutes when there's, you know, due to, you know, not sideboarding and then just having no idea what he's on, so... Fun times. But yeah, it <laughs> yeah. just was not a fun day. I got like the game loss and like two. Wow. I was like one one warning away from another game loss for a game rule violation. I missed a bunch of triggers. Oh, and at the beginning of the day, first round of the day, I, I got a feature match, my first ever feature match. I'm on the play game one, and, you know, game one on the play, I draw a card on my turn. I'm like, uh, oh. Judge. I didn't wow. get a game loss. Yeah, I didn't get a game loss for that one because that luckily falls under improper draw at start of game. Start of game, which is a warning. Yeah, but still not not fun to do when you're on feature match. And it's the very beginning of the day. So, no, yeah, not, no. I, I probably should have just quit then when I realized okay, this day is <laughs> not gonna go well. Oh, okay. I do have one more thing to add. Actually, I think my worst moment in Magic was wa- this one time I, I lost to a mill deck. Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm wrong. Never mind. That didn't happen. Okay, so moving on to topic number nine. Losing with the younger generation of Magic players is something they can't handle. Is it do parenting gone bad by overprotecting them and saying they're never they never do anything wrong? Is it? Hold on. Okay. Well, anyway, I read the question verbatim, so I'm gonna leave it to Chris to go ahead and start this one out. Uh, no, I think it's down to the school system and the fact that competition in schools has been completely eradicated in favor of this. Nobody ever fails. Everyone wins. Here's your participant ribbon. Give me a <laughs> fucking break. If you lose, you lose. Get used to it. Nobody is going to protect you in the real world. When you leave school and you try and get a job and the person interviewing you says, fuck off, you suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a parent. It's the schools. The schools see kids far more than their parents do. They go and give them exams and then tell them, oh, don't worry if you spell words wrong. It's fine. I know what you meant. They don't tell you that you got 85 and you feel really good about that, but the lowest mark in the class was uh, 85. So maybe you should (laughs) work a little harder. Get used to it, little Timmy. You suck. You lost. (laughs) Suck it up. Grow a set. Get over it. 
go home, build your deck better, and as John Medina would say, just play better. Nice. All right, that's a good answer. That's a great yeah, answer. That, that's that's pretty harsh. Charlotte? Yeah, no, I... Uh... I, I, well, I agree with what Chris had to say in general. But, I mean, the fact is, if you don't want to lose, then why are you playing a game where one person has to win and one person has to lose? If you want to play a game where nobody loses, you know, go home and play, you know, some particip- some you know, candy land or something where, you know, everyone's a winner, you know? I mean, seriously. Like, if, if you're playing in a Magic tournament, you have to realize that every match is going to have a winner and a loser, you know, except unless it goes to time or whatever. Right. No one really wins, but, you know, whatever. You know, if you're playing in a Magic tournament, it's a competition and there are winners and losers. If, you, if you're if you not prepared to deal with that, you're doing, you're in the wrong hobby, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. So, uh, Roberto's answer is, you improve by losing, and the attitude of the younger generation is disturbing when it comes to magic and losing. <laughs> I got mana screwed. My opponent was playing a garbage deck. He got lucky. A loss is a loss, but when you can reflect and see what you did wrong, it can only make you better. Losing isn't fun, but it's best way to get better. And I, you know, I agree once again with with all of you. I, w- I would say, though, that you guys are a little gentle about it. I think that, that the kids that, uh, if, they're, if they're really acting this way, then once again, you know, when the going gets tough, quit. When life gives you lemons, quit. Just <laughs> quit. Just get the hell out of the game and quit so that you can stop with your whiny bullshit and making us ask silly questions like this. And, uh, yeah, anyway. But you know what I really want to hear about right now? I really want to hear about SCG Baltimore. Charlotte, take it away. All right. Well, uh, so last weekend, uh, what was it? I guess June 25th, 26th, I was down in Baltimore to judge at the Star City Open Weekend in Baltimore. Uh... I, it was sort of an insane trip because I basically spent uh, about 25 hours traveling to be in Baltimore for about 39 hours. So it, 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 I, I, I'm special. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> nice. You know, Charlotte, they, they have these inventions now. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're called planes. Uh, and they <laughs> yeah. can get from one place to another very quickly. Yes, yes, I know, but... Riding in planes costs lots of money, which I don't have. I thought and anything that involves gasoline costs lots of money these days. <laughs> Except I got my bus ticket. Oh, like, nice. lovely service called Megabus, and they run basically, I guess, in the northeastern U.S. and Toronto, Montreal-ish area. But, I mean, they're, like, really cheap. Uh, like, the first ticket on any given route is a dollar, and then as more people buy, it gets more expensive. But, I mean, I got my ticket from Toronto to Baltimore for, like, $37 each way. So that was, like, ridiculously cheap and actually allowed me to go. So whereas a, a plane ticket would have been, like, at least freaking, you know, two $300. So anyway, so, yeah, um, getting off topic. So I, I took the bus overnight. I basically ended up having to go from the bus stop directly to the venue to start working. Bus got in an hour late, but the uh, other judge who was going to pick me up was nice enough to, you know, still pick me up. Uh, he went and checked in at the venue with the staff and came back and picked me up again, which is good. Um, but yeah, so very interesting going from, you know, a night of, you know, dozing on a bus to, to judging an event. Um <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to think what all to talk about. Uh, the standard was not the biggest attendance because it was, you know, Cobblade's last hurrah. I think we got 450 or something, which isn't tiny, but, you know, this is East Coast, you know, where, you know, the last one I judged in Edison in March had, uh, like, close to 700 players. So, I mean, right, that's so certainly quite a difference. Yeah, exactly. I figured that it would still that it would still be really low. I mean, even the people that run a rush out and play their Cobblade one last time probably were so sick of playing the damn deck. <laughs> True enough. Um, but anyway, the day was really cool. Um, I mean, it, it, I don't know. There's, there's S, if you've never been to an SCG event, they just have this really great energy to them. 
they're they're really well run from like a, a staffing and judging perspective. Like they really pretty much just feel like a small Grand Prix. Um, you know, and and kudos to the SCG staff for just running things really well. Um, but I mean, so I don't did know. you? I mean, did I, you? I, I, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, did you meet, get a chance to meet many, you know, players that you wanted to meet, or, or you know, did well, you I mean, see I, any celebrities? Uh, well, there were, oh, I didn't mean to talk over you there. No, no, no you're anyway, fine. There, were, there weren't that many, I mean, there were, like, the SCG regulars, but there weren't any, like, pro-pro players there. Um, I mean, honestly, the people that I got to meet, that I was most excited to meet, were some judges that I'd been chatting with online for a while, and then meeting the uh, the... OMGG Taps guys like Joey and Joe and you know they were really cool and I'd been looking forward to meeting them so that was pretty awesome. Um, I mean most of the other pros, the ones I've actually been interested in talking with, I've had a chance to talk with, at least the ones that go to the SCG. But I mean yeah, it's always cool to see people and talk with people and meet people that you might not otherwise be able to meet. How yeah, do you so- how do you feel about the the SCG events like actually judging compared to like say, a Wizards sanctioned event? Well, I mean, again, it, it, it's more an issue of the TO than anything. Like, um, I mean, honestly, I've never worked a pro tour, so I don't know what, like, a Wizards-run event is like. But, I mean, you know, I mean, even, like, PTQs and... Grand Prix. All that, and Grand Prix, those are still all run by local... Right. Like, tournament organizers, right? Right. So, I mean... The thing is, Star City, like I said, they, they know how to run an event. I mean, they run events every weekend around the country. Their event staff are all, like, certified judges, so they know what the hell they're doing. So, honestly, you know, you, you give me a choice between working a Star City event and random TOs event, I'll go for Star City, you know, every time, just because they put on a consistent product, which is, you know, an important thing when you're running, you know, a tournament every weekend all over the country, right? So... Okay. When you have a brand, you want your product to be consistent. So right. Okay. So one of the important questions at all big events is, uh, what was the ventilation slash air conditioning like in the place? <laughs> oh, we were in a nice convention center. It didn't get too hot that I remember. I mean, you get hot when you're judging because you're wearing, you know, long pants and right. shirts. Thing. But, I mean, the, it, it wasn't, you know, any worse than anything else. I mean, it was ridiculously muggy out, so... I, I didn't like that, but I mean, when inside the venue, it was fine. Okay, I, mean, I, I survived. It certainly wasn't the worst weekend I've had judging in that respect. I did hear a rumor that you uh, that you were part of history, though. Oh yes, yes. Well, anyway, so the Saturday was the standard. That was fun and easy, and I was on paper team, so I just got to you know run paper around and hand out match slips and put up there. Sleep. But, and uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get to sleep until after. <laughs> I, I didn't take a nap. Anyway, um, but on the Sunday, I was the head judge for the draft opens, which was really cool, and I had a great team, and I was a part of history when they uh, just decided to add a third draft open to the day on, you know, with like, you know, about one o'clock, they say, hmm, let's add a third draft open. I'm like, okay then. So, yeah, so that was fun. I mean, I'm part of history, and it, everything still ran smoothly, and everything was all done by the time I had to get out of there. So it was all good, but it was awesome. I, I'm certainly happy to have been a part of history that way. Chris, did you have anything, any other questions about regarding the event? No, I mean, if you're on paper, you don't get to see any of the and any cool rules calls or any interesting questions because... Well, no, no, Paper Team does a lot of floor coverage, honestly, because Paper Team is busy at the beginning of the round, and then once the match slips are out, you're on floor coverage, right? I mean, unless there's a dedicated floor team, Paper Team is basically the floor coverage after match slips are handed out. So, I mean, I've got a lot of interesting rules calls and stuff. Like, uh, oh, I'm not sure if I asked you this one yet. Oh, I'll ask you now. If, you, if I already asked you this, Chris, let me... No. Ah, a live on-air daggering. Excellent. Live on-air daggering. So, question for you, Chris. You have a Phyrexian Metamorph that is copying a Blightsteel Colossus. Yes. All right. I, I, I didn't ask you this already, did I? No. Okay. So you have the Metamorph copying the Blightsteel Colossus. It's your. It was my Blightsteel Colossus that you copied, so I'm not very happy. So I'm going to cast Geth's Verdict to make you sacrifice your Metamorph. Does it shuffle back into your library? It does not. It doesn't? Really? No. 
Yes. And why not? Because the Blightsteel Colossus triggered ability... Is it a triggered ability? Hang on, where's Gatherer? <laughs> if it's a replacement, uh, it's different. But if it's a triggered ability, it doesn't, because it triggers from the graveyard, and the Metamorph is no longer a Blightsteel Colossus in the graveyard. Well, but if it's a replacement ability... It is a replacement effect. In that case, yes, it does shuffle back in, because right. the replacement ability... Effect. Stops it from going to the graveyard. Effect, whatever. Right. It replaces it going to the graveyard. Hence yes. being replacement. Anyway. Well um, done, Chris. So well done. If yes. it was copying an Emrakul somehow, then it would not. Well, right, because Emrakul is a trigger. Right. But of course, also, but if, I mean, that's just because it's a from anywhere trigger, whereas if it was a, just a regular death trigger, it would, because that triggers from the battlefield. Anyway, let's not get too rulesy technical. We don't want to lose <laughs> listeners. Um, it, yeah, it's not I mean, that you're going to lose that listeners. Was... It's the, the host is going to fall asleep over here. Ah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Right. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Unfortunately, I don't have any interesting stories about Legacy because I was very busy running, you know, three draft opens, 17 rounds, six drafts, 160 players in 13 and a half hours. So I was kind of busy, but it was a good day. Did you have just the gathering good. on your iPod when you were uh, driving? Uh, well, taking the bus. Oh, yeah, I had the gathering on my iPod. Yeah, my iPod consisted of the gathering, Lady Gaga, and Rebecca Black. So. Of course. That needs was. more podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It needs more podcasts, but I don't tend, I tend to mostly just stream my podcasts online, on my com- home computer rather than download them, so. Whatever. I the HTML is the only one I stream. But. Just as an aside here, um, I think it's quite important to note that at GP Montreal in September, it is entirely possible that two-thirds of your current hosts will be judging together. Wow, Uh, that's awesome. That would be very cool. Are you guys excited about that, or... Uh, I'm stoked. I don't know. I I don't know. It means I have to spend time with Chris in person, so I'm not too sure. (laughs) Maybe yeah, you guys. Will women have... all over the world are falling all over themselves to avoid that. I mean, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you guys can uh, come up with some good stories for the podcast. Oh, we'll do our best. We'll do our best. But anyway, um, in short, just I had a really great weekend down in Baltimore. So thanks to all the Star City people and all the great judges and all the awesome players. And it was just an awesome time. If you've never had the chance to be at a Star City event, I recommend going to them because they are amazing. Awesome. I mean, as are most big tournaments, but Star City definitely puts on a good show. Um, I mean, other than that, I don't want to, you know, be a Star City whore or anything. But, <laughs> you know, I, I just really like the product that they put on. So, No, that's awesome. And if you're a judge and you haven't worked a Star City event, work a Star City event because they are awesome to work as well. So, yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I, did Did you guys have anything else you wanted to throw in there? Not really, no. Okay, so we'll go no, ahead. That's and, all good. Uh, any shout-outs there, Charlotte? Uh, well, again, shout-outs to Star City's event staff for putting on great events. Shout-outs to all the judges I worked with in Baltimore. Um... Shout-outs to all the judges out there judging everything. And, oh, shout-outs to all my co-hosts on Sarah's Angels. Hopefully the first episode will be up sometime soon. There have been some outside issues that have kept it, but it has been recorded, and hopefully it'll be up soon, and we should be recording the next episode this coming weekend with Megan Holland, a.k.a. MTG Mom, which will be awesome. Sweet. Uh, that's about it. Cool. I was wondering about that because I knew you guys recorded like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the... That's all right. Well, you don't I mean, have to get into it. The, I'm waiting for them to send me the episode because I've committed to editing it for them. Oh, nice. Okay, that's In cool. exchange for being a guest at some point. <laughs> all right, very I nice. I guess we'll have you on for two seconds and then drop your connection on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. how easy it is to edit one person out of an entire podcast? <laughs> no, not that easy. It, takes it depends time. who recorded. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, so, Chris, do you have any shout-outs? I've always got shout-outs, but uh, let's keep these short and sweet. Uh, the Horde of Notions crew, Jack, Adina, Noyan, uh, shout-out to Mike Flores and Brian David Marshall for giving me a shout-out on Top 8 Games, which is like Achievement Unlocked, oh my god, fanboy <laughs> Um Shout-out to Turn Timber Ranger, who's just ridiculously funny. 
And shout out to Maldire Channelers and Smitty and KYT, who I've been working closely with recently. Some surprising stuff coming up. Okay. Awesome. I'll uh, go ahead and give a shout out to my, my uh, boys over at the Public Enemas podcast. Uh, check it out, Public Enemies, if you guys haven't already listened to it. Episode 4 should be out Monday. Uh, shout out to Ride the Thoctar, a.k.a. Ben and the Sandwich. I will be playing some magic with them fairly soon, and I'm looking forward to that. And let's see, pretty much I think that's about it. I, I, Yeah, I don't really have anything else. I'm too tired to think right now, so... I think that's about it. Uh, Charlotte, where can you be reached? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at JackalGirl, J-Q-L-G-I-R-L. Um, yeah, you can shoot me an email, csable, C-S-A-B-L-E, at gmail.com. Um, other than that, uh, you can find me on Facebook and all the other various and sundry places on the Internet. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Chris? Uh, you can get me at hosts at hordeofnotions.com, uh, on Magic Online as CL Smooth, and Twitter at Lance Delicious. Very nice. Okay. And, uh, you can reach me, TangentDYN, on Twitter, TangentDYN on MTGO. Email the show if you want to get a hold of us just in general, manascrewed at gmail.com. And definitely thank everyone for listening. We do appreciate it, and we look forward to talking at you again next week uh, I think until next week we are done later Peace. ciao